This is Good Morning NoCo with Brian Carey and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Oh, don't bring me down, Bruce. Bruce is up on the line. Uh, Coach Bruce little, Dick. Little ELO thing there. Coach, there you, go. you on your way to the Coliseum? I am on my way to the Denver Coliseum, guys. I just pulled over at 104th in the Best Buy lot, so I'm not a uh, you know one of those drivers while I'm talking on the phone. And th- thank you for that, Bruce. I appreciate that because <laughs> there's too many of them out there. Hey, uh, energy-wise, Bruce, uh, this time of year we we know it's so exciting. We were talking earlier this morning about you know what sports are you looking forward to this weekend, and there's really nothing that tops uh, you know high school basketball when we get down around championship time. What are you expecting for for the energy and the feel down there, Bruce? Are you you anxious to dive into that pool, so to speak? Oh, it's going to be so vibrant. Uh, you know, when you get down to the final four teams and in 3A and the other uh, lower classifications, they had their kind of grade eight yesterday because their tournament is three straight days. And congratulations, by the way, to Pete uh, Freeman and his Highland Huskies for advancing. But uh, it's just so exciting. I went down to watch Pete's team play yesterday. And at DU, it was just a lot of energy. The smaller schools, they follow so well. And uh, as well as now at the Coliseum, the larger schools, it's exciting. It, it is. I was. I actually got a chance to go out and check out some one A basketball at UNC last night, Bruce. I forgot how those small town schools. I mean, they travel. They travel in bunches, man. Stratton uh, Stratton High School uh, let out school for the next two days so people could come up here. Best time to rob a bank in Stratton <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody's within miles. And if you do that, need legal defense, Havla, Bruno Lilly, legal.com. No, but, it, you know, he he's right, though. <laughs> Not that you, that's a great time to rob, but, you know, I think of the movie Hoosiers, you know, when they were going to play, and it's like the whole town, that caravan. Right. You know, the high, the headlights, go. Brian. Yes. The headlights of the cars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't. I just, I picture that, and that just, it fills you up, and that's what high school sports still is about. And mm-hmm. I love seeing when when the folks travel and go and see everybody. What are you expecting today, Bruce? Oh, I'm expecting a really close games, uh, great games. Uh, um, you know, of course, I'm still getting over the disappointment of not being one of those four. But I look for the Fossil Regis game to be uh, really a quality game. I think Windsor, uh, Mesa Rich, very talented Mesa Rich team. Uh, and, and Windsor has just, uh, you know, played terrific. And then on the flip side of that, in the 6A, uh, boys, um, Mountain Vista, and Denver East. Denver East is one of those teams you watch them during the regular season. They're okay. They're always really good. And then when the postseason hits, it's like they elevated a level. 
No, it, it, there are certain teams that do that. We talk a lot about uh, that in the football world with Zach Lemon and the Eaton Reds. It seems like for years that's always what they've done, Bruce. Um, let me, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, it was a tough loss for you guys to Fossil Ridge last Saturday. You had a great interview with uh, head coach of Fossil Ridge, Matt Johansson, uh, yesterday on Coach Speak. Uh, and he, he said, Coach, you're having a lot better week than me. How are you? Which I thought was a great <laughs> opener. They don't teach that in radio school. I can promise you that. Uh, but, uh, Coach, I guess this is a weird question, but who are you rooting for? Will you be will you be cheering on for Fossil Ridge out of out of your league, out of Fort Collins, to go and take this thing now, or where where do you, do you have any rooting interests? And if so, where do they lie? Well, I have a terrific friend in Ken Shaw, the coaches at Regis. Uh, I have a friend at Matt Johansson that uh, obviously coaches at at Fossil, but. I've been up north for quite a few years now, and it's time for the northern schools win a state championship. And and I am I will be rooting for Fossil Ridge. Yeah, I, I was wondering how that was going to go, and of course, um, you know, and you for me, it was always that way for me about if if team knocked you out, you wanted them to go win it. Uh, Absolutely, say, I think we're still the you know I want to be the second best team in the state. Right. Maybe maybe that was an an early elimination, but uh, Matt and I talked about that. It'd have been so much kind of more fun, I think, for both of us if uh, we would have been on opposite sides. Yeah. You know, once once that grade eight hit, but uh, we weren't. They beat us, and they played terrific. Yeah, so Fossil Ridge, Regis there. Uh, you think it's going to be a really close game today? Give us a couple of names to be listening for, uh, Bruce. Oh gosh, well, Nick Randall. Let's just, let's just start there. Yeah. You know, and and I know numbers of guys. I don't actually know some of the names of the other other teams, but I've seen their numbers. You know, uh-huh. but uh, let's let's just go with Fossil. Uh, you know, Nick Randall. I think is uh, now the best player down there. Uh, Ty Brown. Here's a kid to watch. He may not get the accolades that everybody else gets. You know, on the various teams, he's a small kid. He's under six foot. He is a lockdown defender. He is a team first guy. He does whatever it takes for his team to win. And I just think he is the the most underrated smaller player in the state. No, it'll be interesting there, and and of course you referenced Nick Randall, thirty-one points the last time out. He is he's been a stud down there. Uh, so give it, give us a prediction, Bruce. Who's who's winning this game? Oh, I, uh, Fossil Ridge. Fossil Ridge gets it done there. Advances I think Fossil Ridge gets it done to the state championship, and then Windsor and Mesa Ridge tonight. Yeah, hey, I was going to ask. Do you know anything about Mesa Ridge other than that they're twenty-six and zero? I mean, are they? They're very Brian. They're they're very athletic. Their guards are outstanding. They have five guys that simply shoot the ball well. And what uh, Coach Rakeski told me yesterday is that's probably the best passing team he's seen as far as ball movement. The ball just very seldom hits the floor. They have great reversal. They have great team chemistry. Yeah, that which is tough to beat this time of the year too. But uh, uh, we talked about it last week, talking about this Windsor team. Uh, you know, you got a freshman in Madden Smiley that's been uh, balling out this year, and they they they're clutch. You know, they make free throws in the clutch. No moment gets too big for this Windsor team. That's exactly right. You know, David Hageman has had a terrific year. Uh, but this is another well-rounded team. Uh, Garcia has, has been just sound form. So many of their other guys 
Uh, they gotten they got Madden Smiley back after he sat out. I think uh, ten or twelve games with a with a broken foot. Played early in the year, uh, broke his foot over Christmas break, and then just came back a couple weeks ago. And a great addition he has been. We're talking with Coach Bruce Dick, who's going to be on the call uh, with Blake Olson for both of these games, and of course, host of Coach Speak that's coming up from ten to eleven here. Bruce, I know you got to get rolling here, so we'll let you go in just a second. But I want to ask you: Resurrection Christian advances into the state championship uh, final. They're taking on a seventeen seed in Holy Family. Holy Family's rolled through as a seventeen seed. Uh, how do you how how do you see that one going down tomorrow uh, at the Coliseum? Well, it's it's hard to it, you know. Holy Family just has destroyed teams uh, entering the tournament since the first round. I think their first round game was actually their closest one, but uh, they just did a number on uh, their past couple of opponents. They're not a 17 seed uh, by any means. They played in a terrific league uh, as a 4A classified team. They played in the Northern League with Windsor with Meade, you know, w- with the other schools in that league, Longmont. So uh, they're a team to be reckoned with. Res Christian has only lost one game since Ty Yoder uh, rejoined them after a uh, early season, uh, season injury. Uh, wow, it's going to be the battle of the privates in this one. Yeah, it is. It is. Coach, appreciate your time. We'll, uh, we'll be listening today and uh, have a great couple of calls down there and have a great show. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Take care, it. Bruce. There's Coach Bruce Dick uh, as well. Uh, and, you know, everybody up here cheers against the private schools. Uh, nobody like nobody likes the private schools, to be completely honest with you. Uh, for, if you're from a public school, you don't. Respect the hell out of them. But you're like, you know, these, you know, the bu- the charter buses they drive in on and things like that. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. No, you feel like it's different levels. Yeah, it, you it know, is. the different classes of society you tend to think right. of when it comes to sport. Oh, dude. And, and listen, yeah. I, I respect Resurrection Christian and what they're doing, but when they would show up to Platte Valley, and, you know, we would lean into the aw shucks country boy thing just a little <laughs> oh, bit more. Oh, I'm sure you We did. would. Yeah. We would, for sure. But, uh, again, Coach Speak coming up 10 to 11 with Bruce and Blake, and then uh, the call of, uh, of both those games, Fossil Ridge Regis Jesuit, uh, for a chance to go play for a state title coming up 12-15, 12-45 tip, uh, and then uh, tonight as well, 7-15 pregame, 7-45 tip. Bruce has a long day. Bruce and Blake both have a very yes, long day down do. there. So that'll be coming up here on KFK, 9-15 the time. It's it's Good Morning NOCO on North Dakota's Voice 103.1 and 13.10 KFK. I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the... 9.20 the time. Oh yeah. Great catching up with Coach uh, Bruce Dick there uh, for some. It's a, it's a huge day of preps action here on KFKA. You're going to want to keep it locked here throughout the course of today uh, with the Blake and Bruce down there. All right, fellas. All right, I'm doing something I never do. I flip to the back page. I've got one story. We don't have to do the sounder. It's just one story here. Okay, I got a couple things. All right, we've heard of Cocaine Bear, right? Heard of? Oh cocaine yeah, I know bear. this story. I've been holding this for a couple days. How about cocaine cat? Yep. Cocaine cat, uh, an African serval cat that was found with cocaine in its system after an escape at a traffic stop now calls the Cincinnati Zoo home, much to the delight of social media users still amused by the recent release 
of the movie Cocaine Bear. So let me just say this. Stop giving wild animals cocaine. I would just like to say that first and foremost. It's really a good a good thing to to abide by. But whoever did have this cat, are you surprised that they also had cocaine? Why why is that? I mean, they're not allowed to have this. So oh. they partake in other illegal activities and to try and capture this animal, I would have to imagine probably use some of that stuff beforehand. <laughs> I don't know if that would drive you to this, but uh, it a cat on cocaine would be... I mean, they're weird creatures to start with, and I can't imagine one all coked up. And how do the other cats in this new zoo feel about having old cokey cat around them, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, the slender feline made its escape after its owner was pulled over by police on January 28th, according to local animal control officials. It leapt from, uh, from the car into a tree. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it did. Ray Anderson of Cincinnati Animal Care said that local animal control Hamilton County dog wardens were called around 2 a.m. in the residential Oakley neighborhood. In Ohio, it is illegal to own the animals, which can weigh up to 40 pounds. During the rescue mission, the cat named Amory uh, broke its leg and became more agitated. (laughs) So you had a pissed off wild animal high on cocaine with a broken leg. Yeah, that doesn't sound dangerous at all. No, no, not at all. So is this is this animal in the zoo or rehab? Uh, I think it's it is now in the zoo. It's like in a, a methadone clinic somewhere. But it's like the same zoo that that uh, Charlie Sheen's in. Uh, uh, that's, that's where he was taken. <laughs> Once Hamery was taken in for medical care by Cincinnati Animal Care, the team ran a drug test in which they determined. So just like every other inmate, you got to run a drug test on him first before you it's go hard and lock to get him those up. Things to pee on a strip, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did the blood thing. Okay, never mind. It's it's this is just this is just insane. Uh cocaine cat now is is a popular thing. I'm waiting for cocaine tortoise. Uh this <laughs> show that hair who the boss is. That's a good I'm ready to race now. Follow me, boys. Good lord. Run! That is just uh kudos to the people who captured this. Can you imagine like you send out a text SMS alert to people? About a wild, dangerous animal high on cocaine in your area. What's the first thing you do? You get that text. Go. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little out of range right now. <laughs> I go outside. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I want to see this thing. Oh, I definitely would want to check him out, too. Yeah, most definitely. We've talked about this. Not to get too far off the rails, but we're going to just a little bit here. I hate it when this happens. I know you do. 40-pound cat. Okay? So not just your normal house cat. 40-pound Bobcat, Mancoon, this thing, whatever. Yeah, can you take it? Can, can I you, whoop a forty-pound cat? You, can you can you survive and and win a fight against a forty-pound cat? Yeah, absolutely. You think so? Yeah, I've been told that there's no way in hell that you could beat up or win a fight against a forty-pound cat. Forty-pound cat, like a bobcat. Oh yeah, catnip. <laughs> that might work yeah, as well. Just pack your pockets with that. All right, you got one more story here for Backpage News, Brian? I do. Right, I do. Uh, I've, I've got the story of uh, you talk about a family that uh, can breed. Uh, this this woman is just celebrating having her 230th great-grandchild. How old is she? She is, uh, she is in her 90s. Wow. 
And, uh, yeah, they had uh, kids. I, I think all of their kids were very active. Uh, <laughs> does it have a breakdown does, uh, of the tree? Because I know we've seen it does one of have tried to get it to load, and it, it it's not doing it for me. But it breaks it down generation to generation. Right. Because her great-granddaughter just had her great-great-grandchild, her, her most recent one, that put it. But she's got the daughter. The daughter's got the daughter. Then that daughter's got the daughter. And uh, they're all, it's like all of them at the age of 17 or 18 had children. That is absolutely insane. Well, and how do you send out Christmas cards or greetings to all? Sit down with her and say, do you have any great-great-grandchildren? Well, there's Barry. Yeah. There's, you know. Okay, and, first okay. of all, there's no way she remembers the names. That's what I'm wondering. There's I mean, no seriously. 230 of them. That is absolutely insane. That's every day. It's one of your grandkids' birthdays. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't thought about it that way. I did. That's that, a lot of cards. That is a lot of cards. Sending $2 to every one of them like my grandma <laughs> used to do. The $2 bills? Or just no, two, she would send two singles oh, yeah. and then would throw in another dollar for my brother, and she'd do the same thing when it was his birthday. He'd get two, and she'd send one just so the other kid didn't feel left oh, out. That's nice of her. That's yeah, it nice was. Of her. It was very sweet of her. Um, this isn't necessarily back page news, but uh, a second volcano in remote Alaska is experiencing elevated earthquake activity this week. In Alaska? Yep. Signaling an increased potential for eruption, officials said. Of what's going to erupt? The volcano. What's the name of it? I don't know. Uh, Oh, yes, I do, but I can't say it. Takawanga Volcano. The uh, earthquake activity near this volcano increased over the past 48 hours, and our continuing Alaska Volcano Observatory officials said uh, in a news release, the volcano is west of Anchorage in the western uh, Aleutian Islands and about five miles from Tanaga Volcano, which scientists said earlier this week had seen intensified earthquake activity now is it moving in any direction i knew that was just a question that's stupid it's a volcano it doesn't move good job buddy good job thanks the alaska volcano observatory raised the alert level to advisory status for tanaga i couldn't imagine i'd i'd, I'd may, i need to research this maybe you can look it up angel what the population around that area is i can't imagine there's a whole lot of people around there but uh anytime two volcanoes are getting ready to uh erupt at the same time. Same time? Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, that's, uh, again, that's that end of days kind of stuff. And, yeah, two volcanoes together, do they have a plan? They probably have been working on it for a while yes, now. Yes, they have. Let's get to some text here on the J9 Agency's text line. Uh, texts are from the uh, 970. Uh, before I retired as an RN, I did not like the switch from daylight savings time to regular time. Uh, I would go to work in the dark and come home in the dark, and it was quite depressing. It is depressing as hell. I don't like the change. Please let us leave it the heck alone one way or the other. I think a lot of people are, are kind of in yes, that boat. And, and this this is where we leave it is right where it is. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, HVAC guy. No, no, no. Yeah, I disagree no, I, with you. you, you, you I knew that guy, you weren't really listening, no, so I, I might get an agree out of you. My sister had a bobcat. It was legal. And there is no way I would have taken that thing on. The cat died of an old age, but even old, I knew that could rip me in half. I had a friend who had a leopard. And I got in there to pet the leopard and hang out with it for a bit. And, uh, yeah, I would have been, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be alone. Right. You know, if they're just. 40 pound cats, man, that's scary. 
This one was a lot bigger than four. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That one, yeah, you're going to get eaten. 9.29 the time. You got one final thought? Uh, no, I just I got some more responses okay. to, the, yeah. to the Happy Life Gardens poll question. Let's bring Cody Wilson in and talk about uh, uh, the effect of uh, the time uh, with the weather, or if there is one. No, it's Good isn't. Morning NoCo on Another Color's Voice. 1031 at 1310 KFK. Baby, come back. Welcome back into the Aloe Fighters. I am Tanner Schwint. That's my co-host Brian Gary, who I can tell can taste the weekend here. Angel Padilla. Why do you say that? Our producer this morning, Cody Wilson, Denver Front Range Weather, in with us here as well. Hello. Good morning, Cody. Thanks for being with us. Um, our Happy Life Gardens poll question today. Do you like the time change of springing forward? No. You don't. You like the other one better. We need to pick one and stick okay, with it. Okay, which one would you pick, though? Yes. You don't care? <laughs> I really don't care. Pick really? one, stick with it. You yep. like when it's dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? <sighs> I'm weird like that. I get so... Uh, I get so a, happy. I get mm-hmm. so seasonally depressed. It's not even funny. Me too. Opposite, though. But, uh, that, yeah, that, but yeah. the, the science doesn't back me... that up. I am not a glowing example of science. Science, you know the song, you know trust the, the science, Brian. The song "Sunshine on My Shoulders" makes me happy. Sunshine on my shoulders fries me. Yeah, it so, gives me sunburn. Yeah, melanoma. Ever heard of it? Um, darkness, yeah, me not, likey. Yeah, no, that whole John Denver thing. Because I used to do that. Yeah. Sunshine on my uh-huh. shoulders gives me sunburn. Yeah. Sunshine Same. in my eyes will make me blind. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Love more of that. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but still, That was from yes, the 1970s. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, see, I, I, I do really like the spring forward. I, I like the later days. More sunshine out there. It's, it's The sun's up when you're up. I like that a lot. How yeah. many years have been doing a morning show? I won't change on this. Yes, you will. No, I will not. I, well, it's, it's, it's important to remember why we spring ahead, and it's because the farmers need more daylight right. during the harvest, see the planting and harvesting season. So, so. this just in, Brian Gary hates farmers. <gasps> how does that translate? I don't understand how that translates. Yeah, boo this man. I'm, I'm gonna. You guys got popcorn. I'm gonna go pop some and That's, be right back. <laughs> you wanted to be dark longer. <gasps> yeah. What is yeah. it? Yeah. You hate farmers. You don't want them to get their I work it done. To, no. It would be dark. It's still dark in the morning. It's still light in the morning. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, the sun's gonna be up at five fifteen uh, on Sunday. So six fifteen because we're springing forward. What? Right? Would, no, because no, that would have been comes back up an hour later. Yeah. No, Angel had it right earlier. No, if it's the the sun usually rises at 614, that turns into 714. Is that how that works? So, yes. (laughs) Angel, we were wrong on this. So, actually, this screws the farmer who wants to get up and get in the. No, nobody wants to get up that early. Math is hard. Nobody wants to get up that early. I still think. What time is it in New York? (laughs) (laughs) Are you looking? Are we wrong? Are we wrong? Yes. Times two. No. Yeah, his silence speaks volumes. He's trying to find some the silence alternate research. Facts. Deafening. <laughs> it's deafening. Yeah. Well, I I like this quiet time when everyone can look up their answers. This mm. is good radio. <laughs> uh, that's we were we were wrong. Let me draw you a picture, folks. We were wrong. There's another one, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You guys I hate seem, farmers. I see. No, there you it is. Do. Yeah. Because now, now they, can, they can sleep in a little bit before they get Alternate out there and go headline. do it. Because hmm. nobody's up before that time anyways. Sunrise and sunset will be about an hour later on well, March duh, 12th. We're right. springing forward. You had to actually look that up. There will be more light in up. the evening. <laughs> you agreed with us earlier. I love how people You get... agreed with us earlier. 9.35 the time. I'm tired of this. We're going to talk <laughs> weather next. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome into the Allen Fiber Studios. I'm Tanner Schwent, co-host Brian Gary, Angel Padilla doing the production work here on a Friday morning. Reminder coming up uh, next is Coach Speak. They'll be live from the Denver Coliseum ahead of a game against uh, uh, a game that we'll have here on on the airwaves. Uh, if Bruce Fossil found Ridge, his way there, <laughs> hopefully Fossil Ridge and Regis Jesuit uh, in the six A semifinals. Uh, winner advances to play in the state championship game, and then tonight we've got Windsor and Mesa Ridge for you on tap. Huge day of preps here on KFKA. Uh, we are joined in studio uh, by Cody Wilson, Denver and Front Range Weather. Co- Cody, we were talking about the earthquakes near the volcanoes up in Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, but we have seen some earthquakes in southern Colorado right now? Yeah, there's a cluster of quakes overnight uh, near Trinidad, and then some of my followers uh, telling me of some quakes near Silverton, which is in southwest Colorado on the San Juan Mountains. Not unusual or unusual? There are some fracking lines. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's actually the Transformers. The Autobots have returned. Um, if you would have stayed on that path, <laughs> you would have uh, lost a friend in me. Yeah. No, you wouldn't have lost a friend. We would have, you know. And um, your follower account probably would have dropped in a hurry there, too. Uh, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, there's, it's, it's BS. It's, it's BS. Yeah, there's some fault lines down there, actually. And, and uh, um, you know, it's not consistently seismically active but you know these tectonic plates are going to shift around and i haven't done a lot of research into it but i i know enough being here in colorado long enough that there are some fault lines down there that will move and and shake every once in a while i didn't know the quakes came in clusters because you know i've I've never seen him we'll go to the weather map (laughs) (laughs) you can see by this big h up here This is going to be a bad this day for a, Jello in yeah, California. Closer to the red <laughs> hell than it needs to be. What was? What did they measure in at? Um, anywhere from two and a half to three and a half. Okay, so nothing crazy, but that's nothing funny. crazy. But you know, if you're close enough to the epicenter, enough to feel it, for it'll sure. freak you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Did we had one in in Greeley we up did. here a couple years ago? Right. Yes. What off the top of your head? Do you know what the largest earthquake that Colorado has had? I, I actually I don't. I don't. I'll bet you Tanner's going to look into that. He is, because, yeah. you know, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It's helped a lot of Great us. Great tool uh, to have. No six, I made a shirt out of it. It was a 6.6 <laughs> magnitude. Six? Wow. Back in, well, Brian, Brian, you don't remember this? Was that in, like, uh, 26? Yeah, it was 1882. 1882. Oh, okay. Yeah, November 7th yeah. of 1882. Was good, I was 26. Right. Yep. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a good year. It, it was, certainly uh, was. Pro- <laughs> well, soon after that, we got plumbing. <laughs> yeah. It was probably in the northern front range west of Fort Collins. So they said that this happened west of Fort Collins. So we did, they were not immune to this here. I just thought, you know, you see earthquake Colorado. That's normally, they don't pair very well together. No. We, were, we were following a pack of weasels up there when it right. hit. And, uh, yeah. Imagine yeah. going to the outhouse and that thing hits. Oh, it's crazy. Right. I thought, whoa, well, I've got to chew my weasel better. I'm this like, this is isn't shaking. just the diarrhea. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this week, Cody, um, it was, it's been a weird week weather-wise.
highs. Very it, weird. It seems like everything's been moving in out of the east right about right about uh, when the sun set. Yep, very That's weird. Change. Yep, very weird. Also known as March, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Gonna change. Get at the change. Time. Absolutely. Takes a second. It, it does. Sorry, I'm here. Happy Friday. Um, but yeah, almost sixty degrees yesterday. That yeah. felt good. No, it did. It was. It was wonderful. It was. Uh, it's because things naturally warm up at In, this time. Indeed. But uh, there's a really strong storm moving into the Pacific Northwest. Actually, moving through Boise as we speak. There, Twin Falls, Idaho, clocks seventy miles an hour this morning. Ooh, wow. Wind gusts. Um, a blizzard and whiteout conditions in portions of eastern Oregon and into the Boise and West Central Mountains in Idaho. A lot of that energy is going to be moving into Colorado this weekend. The mountains is going to absorb a lot of the energy. Um, a lot of snow potentially in the mountain valleys up to a foot, could be up to two feet above the timber line. Very windy as well, so a lot of ski traffic I think is going to be running into some headaches this weekend. Um, just quite a bit of wind down here. Um, it'll be very gusty and sporadic. And then some scattered rain and snow showers. Temperatures won't be too terribly cold, 40s and 50s. And then another warm-up going into next week before another potential storm around Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, that was going to be my question because I think as we looked at the extended forecast, mm-hmm. we're seeing those temperatures, mm-hmm. you know, the up roller next coaster. week. That, that it's got to mean that something's yep. pushing behind that. Yep, 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 absolutely. So, uh, you know, yesterday was a little precursor of fall spring and then uh um you know there's going to be enough cloud cover today i think to limit solar insulation so we'll be probably in the 50s today depending on where you're at this is the last weekend of winter isn't it no this is so the winter the spring is um march 20th the spring equinox is the 21st i believe meteorological spring and this is to follow the farm and ag schedule for for planting season and also for calving season. Um, you know, just more streamlined in the calendar generally. Meteorological spring was March 1st, but uh, the astrological equinox starts March 21st. So we're not quite there. Almost. Almost That's what there. I said is this is the last week. Okay, so there is technically So one more week. Yeah, technically one more next weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was close. You were close there. You were close. Um, I, this, this week, though, you know, we saw major headaches. What was that, Tuesday morning? Or Tuesday morning with the, the freezing, freezing rain drizzle. that came in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been weird to watch this form, you know, because so where my place is, is out there is, is at the highest point in Weld County. Yeah. Uh, the VOR is set up out there. And so we got a really good look over to the east. And watching it form was has just been bizarre. Mm-hmm. What has been causing the consistency of these things to pop up in, 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 in eastern Colorado and start moving this way? What has been causing that? So you get um, – it's all – Really complicated atmospheric thermodynamics, but if you want to keep it really, really simple, um, this weather pattern we've been in has been generally setting up um, easterly upslope at the ground. Usually you have a strong jet overhead. You were going to text me about that, you know, one singular cloud that went in front of the moon, and that was adorable. It's true. Um, But uh, (laughs) you, you have strong southwest flow aloft with a jet stream that's southwest to northeast. Translate that down to the ground, the winds are coming directly out of the east. What people fail to realize is a lot of our moisture source in the springtime comes from the Gulf of Mexico. 
Mm. People think it's too far away. Nope. It, the Gulf of Mexico is one of our primary sources for water, especially in the springtime. Wow. And so when you get that easterly wind coming off of the central plains, you're advecting. That's the horizontal movement of air is advection. You're moving all that water in the atmosphere closer to the front range because the wind is blowing towards the mountains. So you raise the humidity levels, and then when you get saturation in the air like we did Tuesday morning, 100% saturation, the air temperature, the dew point temperature are exactly the same. You condense low clouds, fog, and if the temperatures are below freezing, and if the depth of the uh, column of air is deep enough, you'll precipitate a lot of that moisture and... There you got freezing drizzle. These little fronts that have been moving in, um, I don't think they knew what bathroom to use because they were they had a little bit of everything. I mean, they had snow, they had rain, they had sleet, they had fog. It had everything inside. I mean, it was just it's been crazy to watch it form. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and and I got a lot of messages from people saying there's nothing on radar. There's I nothing. I can't see on anything yeah. on radar. Well, that's because the radar beam at the radar sites is pointed aloft. That's to account for the Earth's curvature. So sorry, flat earthers. And then um, <laughs> it's also to account for um, uh, interruptions in and changes in topography at the ground. So with this cold, shallow air mass we had Tuesday morning, the depth of it was maybe a couple thousand feet. Well, if the radar beam's pointed aloft... Above 2,000 feet, it's not going to detect anything below it. Right. So even though we had all this freezing drizzle and light snare flurries going on Tuesday morning, the radar wasn't showing. So it provided a false sense of security. It caught a lot of people off guard. Yeah, it it was just fun watching it move in Tuesday night, Wednesday night. through, no, uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Yeah. All three nights, just watching mm-hmm. it start to form and move in. Yep. It was yep. it, it was pretty cool. It looked like the Dementors were coming. We're talking with Cody Indeed Wilson. They were. Denver and Front Range weather here on a Good Morning NoCo. Uh, so pretty pretty nice weekend for us here. Um, I mean, it's not the best, but it's not going to be the worst. I mean, we're going to still deal with gusty winds. I'm getting messages from people that are, you know, tying down lawn furniture because it's already that bad over the Palmer is Divide. It, is it going to come here that bad? Are we going to? Is it going to be like gusts around we, thirty? It'll, with... be, it'll be sporadic gusts. It, we we're it's so nice here in Greeley because we are wind sheltered in the along the South Platte River. So we normally do not see the worst of the wind gusts when we have wind events. We'll get them every once in a while, but not consistently like they do in the foothills in Boulder and Larimer County and of course along the Palmer Divide where you're more exposed in open terrain. But, you know, expect the wind machine to continue through the weekend. It'll be obviously the worst in the wind-prone spots of the Continental Divide in southern Wyoming. And then we'll get a a cold front a weak cold front Saturday morning that'll spark some rain and snow showers not expecting much in the way of accumulation but um, it won't be the best weekend to be outdoors but you know we're not going to be freezing our butts off either no that goes a long way you you mentioned I know it's way too early Mm -hmm. what what are you starting to track for Wednesday Uh, so Wednesday into Thursday I'm tracking a system that's going to be coming out of the Great Basin so when we look for storms like this six days in advance we want to see which direction the storm's going to track, right? So this one's going to be more, a little bit more of a southern trajectory. 
um, as compared to the storm that's hit in the mountains this weekend. That's kind of what we want. And then if the phasing is right, there's going to be a cold front coming out of Canada at the same time. If these two phase together just right, we could be looking at the potential, again, possibility, not certainty, it's possibility of an impactful winter storm for some folks in Colorado Wednesday night into Thursday. What you, oh, sorry. Go no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I know traditionally, mm -hmm. because uh, Kyle and I's anniversary is Tuesday on March 14th, and the amount of times we've planned trips around our anniversary that the weather right. has come in and prevented yes. seems like more often than not. Absolutely. It is that the Ides of March are rolling in right Absolutely. then. Absolutely. Does that usually bring in? Yep, yep. March is going to march. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, if you've been in Colorado long enough, March, march is going to march. March all right. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can yep, count it, on that again. Yep, good times. What's the, the, the early trajectory of that storm, uh, most imp imp impactful spots in Colorado? Uh, so if we have a northeasterly wind in Colorado, that does not favor the Northeast Plains. That's more of a downsloping wind off the Cheyenne Ridge. But what that would favor is d the Denver Metro, the foothills of Larimer and Boulder County, because they sit in the shadow of the, the foothills. And of course, the west and south suburbs of Denver sit in the shadow of not only the foothills, but the Palmer Divide. So they're kind of double dipping when it comes to upslope. So again, way, way too, too far out, but uh, it's something that we need to start watching. Uh, Cody's followers uh, count can't go down because Cody is the man, period, <laughs> only up. Uh, he said the word thermodynamics. Like I said, Cody is the man. HVAC guy uh, uh, texting in here this morning. Well, thanks, HVAC guy. Well, it can go down because you can go down by one. I <laughs> <laughs> go and, and follow it, so point schwint. Uh, well, you're going to come join us next Friday, right, out at the at, uh, Eaton Country Club uh, watching some college basketball. You know, that is a strong possibility. Possibility. Um, the Mountain West Conference Tournament is going on right now, and of course I'm emotionally and, and financially invested because of Boise State, and there's a possibility that they could draw the bracket in the Denver region, and if, ah. they, if they end up playing in Denver, you might not, not see, see me. <laughs> I'll see you on the TV. You will indeed. Uh, it just always pops up places. I know but it yeah. does. There's a lot of different things that could go could go haywire there for you to still come and join no, us. Ab no, absolutely right, because it's not a, Denver Thursday. Yeah. Not make the tournament. Right. Um, I think that... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I know. They're probably in. They're probably Probably in. Uh, but if you want a chance to come meet Cody, uh, come out next Friday. Uh, you're in the Mar March Madness Bracket Challenge. Absolutely. Uh, and see how you do this I year. I got to do that. Yeah. Well, the bracket's not set yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you made it Sunday. Like Sunday, had. Sunday. So, I'm thinking, what did I miss, man? There seems to be some spots, but if Cody already filled his out. Cody Wilson, Denver, Front Range Weather. Check out Cody the Weather Guy podcast on 1310 kcom It's been a great Christmas, guys. <laughs> see ya. See ya when I see you. Okay, bye. Start calling you Joe. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks Cody. Come Appreciate on, man. It. We'll be back to wrap this thing up. Zizi's riding a bike. <laughs> I pride myself in being able to control Mr. Brian Gary.
There's no controlling you today. You are you are all over the place. What do you mean? Here you are. The look on his zoom, face. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I'm trying my best over here, man. I can't I can't even contain you. I'm in the mood to go to a small town and be asked to leave. Yeah, I, I that's kind I, of in my mood. I, I had thought noticed. we added that to our list already. Let's go. I'm down. Okay. Brady Hall hosted the whole show. I had to call in back up here to try and help. I just walked by and say hi and then <laughs> Sat down. So, Brian and I talked earlier this morning with the whole show bracket challenge going on. Uh, thanks to Eaton Country Club throwing in a free foursome there, and thanks to Bear Insurance uh, for throwing in $200 cold hard cash. Uh, we're going to be giving that away. People can text in their email address to get into this. Um, Brian and I, one of us has to beat you this no, year. No, it's not going to happen. It, what, I have he, done he, the research. I know all the teams. Every player. Ask me one. I'll name it. Uh, Florida State Center. Skyler. Dixon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great texture to the program. No, that's also the center. Oh, it's weird. It? Right. Angel, do you have the there can be that? other people weird. with different names. Who's yeah. the Florida State probably center. a lot of Cody Wilson. Uh, I think it's Jermaine something. That was my second. Yeah, Jermaine, that's the backup. Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, Skyler it. got hurt, O'Neal. and then Jermaine O'Neal took over right. Right. after the wrist Bruce injury. Dick was off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good there. point guard. Yeah. But they, how do they get into the, the uh, whole show bracket challenge? They got to eat. They got to text us their email address whenever, just throughout the day today, because you're running out of time. Yeah. We're going to be sending that over. Come and join us for the watch party on Friday. That's going to be a lot of fun out there as well. Uh, whole show, uh, very brief version uh, today. Yeah, I think we're only on for like an hour or so. Yeah. Oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, wow. that's yeah. easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, walk in the park. Yeah, just going to talk about the Mountain West tournament. That's been amazing. Amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff, yep. man. It's yep. been so much fun. I loved your Tim Miles tweet last night. He gone. Oh, he's he gone. gone. Yeah, Tim Miles is not. They have like three fans, including the duck. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not. That's even being generous. That's so he's not going to yeah. come back. No, he's, there's he's no not. way. Coach no Speak coming up next. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Everybody have a great weekend. We love you, Northern Colorado. <laughs>